Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello and welcome back to Nine Bob Note. I'm Paul Isles Rush. And I'm Ken Moss. We're back again talking about another subject that's going to shatter your world <laughs> uh, from, from a 50% LGBT perspective. <laughs> And tonight, Ken, it is your turn to set the topic. So what have we got? Coming out of Europe. <laughs> now, Paul and I are on different sides of the Brexit fence, and it doesn't really... Uh, well, it's not come up yet. But what I wanted to know was, within the gay community, is Brexit... Because uh, I have seen quite a lot of stuff online. Bear in mind, a lot of this is from the Bird app... <laughs> which isn't the best echo chamber of sensible human discussion. Mm -hmm. But there's quite a lot of the gay community, so it would seem, are terrified that coming out of Europe will destroy gay rights and that all the gays will be burned at the stake and turfed out into the English Channel to drown and gay rights will be set back a thousand years. What's your take on it? Well, it could be true. <laughs> 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 yeah, there is, there is amongst a certain people, they seem to have the idea, obviously we joined the EU or as it was in the um, early 70s, and people seem to have the idea that as soon as we come out of Europe, then all the laws in the <laughs> UK will revert back to where they were in the 1970s, so partial decriminalisation of the gays and stuff. But yeah, I think... The, it, it's sort of linked because we like Europe as gays because there's lots of nice gay places <laughs> in Europe. So, place where we can wear shorts and we can wear vests and uh, sit on the beach all day. And it's just, it's nice. And I think now that the gay hotspots in Europe are essentially closed off to us because we, we now have to use a passport to travel between them, which is a, a huge thing, and probably line up for a bit longer at the airport. We now are restricted to London and Brighton, and so maybe maybe that's part of the, the concern. Personally, I'm quite happy about it, in that it's happened, and <laughs> let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> I think that's probably the best advice anybody could ever really give regarding Brexit. It's happened, let's just move on. But I am constantly surprised by this fantasy that we're going to suddenly rip up everything good that's happened in the past 40 years just because we're not in the European Union anymore. Why would anybody do that? Oh, yes, the Human Rights Bill, that'll go out the window. Slavery will come back. Children will be up chimneys. It'll just be like Russia. I just don't see why it automatically... Why would you rip up the Carbon Footprint Agreement? And Yeah, it, I don't know... Whether it's just the timing of it, because obviously um, we had the over the, over the pond, uh, Mr. Trump oh. was uh, mm -hmm. was put into power, and obviously there they have um, they what this this guy who became president and immediately did hundreds of things completely <laughs> without without any uh, without any vote or anything like that. He because they have the executive orders that, but he did he in terms of the the climate change agreement mm. he pulled out of that the uh, the Paris Treaty or whatever it was and. But he also did a lot of damage to gay rights, particularly things like equal marriage. 
And right. and there was also there was a a threat that if he got his second term, that him and his cronies were going to make take that even further back. And so there was a lot of worry about the stripping back of gay rights and in particular the rights of trans people in mm-hmm. America. And I, I don't know whether people just over here just sort of jumped on the bandwagon and thought, oh well something's changing politically over here. The same thing must be happening. But I mean I can't see, but I, I don't even like to say, <laughs> say his name. <laughs> I can't, can't see Boris Boris Johnson just suddenly decreeing, you know, that gay people aren't allowed to be married anymore, and so all all gay couples who are married suddenly it's not counted. He first of all, he hasn't got the authority to do that. Yeah. Uh, but why? Yeah, like you say, why would he? Why Why are we trying to make up <laughs> situations that aren't going to happen? The thing that never ceases to amaze me about the world in general is the capacity for people to think that the sky is going to fall in at any moment and take away all the liberties that we've striven for 200,000 years to hammer out and get to where we are as a race. The other thing that people seem to forget with alarming regularity is that Britain is not America. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Because I, I we, we, we both looked over the pond and just thought, yeah, what are you doing? It's, Donald Trump was, um, it was a nice idea as a bit of a joke. <laughs> in The Simpsons. In, uh, in The Simpsons, <laughs> yeah. who got there way before real life did. And then as the day got nearer and it became apparent that he was actually going to win and you wake up the morning of the election thinking, well, no, surely... Surely, at the last minute, enough of you must have realised this is going a bit far now. It's, it's got out of hand. No, nope, let's just run with it and see how mad this shit can get. <laughs> well, here we are, four years later. America, sort yourselves out. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a very strange thing. And yeah, why why do we compare ourselves? I don't know whether there's been like possibly a thought that because we're not going to be part of the EU anymore, we need to be friends with someone else. And so there's been dark threats <laughs> that we're going to form a, a, a stronger union with the, uh, with the United States. And I think that maybe with Boris and Trump at the helm of that, of that I think people did start to worry about what exactly the, the agreement would look like and what terms it would be. But... I don't think we need to worry too much. There's probably more important political things which are going on. I mean, I think if anyone came to the House of Commons, <clears throat> sorry, the House of Commons tomorrow with a a bill to revoke <laughs> equal rights and recriminalize <laughs> homosexuality, I'm pretty sure it'd be fairly low down the running order. I mean, there's only about three of them in at the moment anyway, aren't there? So yeah, it's uh it's not going to happen. I don't think we need to worry. I think there would be rebellions and marches. But on the flip side of that, Quinn, imagine how fabulous those marches would be. Exactly. We do, we do like a march. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the flags and everything already. Yeah, we like a march. We like a cause. So, yeah, it could, it could be good. So I think there was a, a Russell T. Davis program on a couple of years ago called Years and Years. Well, we're sort of drifting here into uh, screening queen territory. So play the jingle. I know it's technically it's my turn, but 
You're going to explain this better than I could. Fair enough then. Because, well, Years and Years was set, it was written by Russell T. Davis, and it was set in the very near future in, in Britain. And it was a Britain that had gone the way that we've just been talking about, of these, <laughs> these ridiculous so concentration camps for refugees and all different kinds of things. And the rights of gay people, or certainly some gay people, were, were stripped away. And it was uncomfortable watching, but also quite a lot of fun with some of the uh, things. But I don't know whether maybe some people watched that and thought, oh, this is, <laughs> this is a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> because Russell T. Davis has always made such convincing documentaries, like, like the one about the Daleks <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, that, if you haven't watched it, that's definitely worth a watch. It's uh, it's fun and a little bit scary and kind of sad. And it's got... Um, Anne Reed. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. Like, Ken Barlow's first wife. Ken Barlow's first may, may she rest in peace. Uh, and she she is brilliant in it. Is she as filthy-mouthed as she is in lots of other things? She doesn't pull any punches, mm. but she, uh, yeah, she's, she's the matriarch of the family uh, that's at the centre of the thing, and she is really good. Splendid. So we come to the crux of the matter. It's Feather or Not. So, coming out of Europe, in the grand scheme of things... Well, as we've discussed, um, although if you, uh, if you go on Twitter, this probably seems like a much bigger, <laughs> bigger concern than it actually is. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think we need to worry about our human rights being taken away just yet. Let's concentrate on more important things. I think this is a two-feather boa this is for devout homosexuals and the <laughs> impact on their life, yes. Uh, I would. Uh, that's the number I had in my head as well. We agree again. So, on that agreeable note, it's time to sign them off. Thank you very much for listening, boys and girls. Once again, we'll be back next week with another edition. We'll be tackling the thorny issues of the day. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the program was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.